Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 137, Where Is My Attention? It seems clear to me that I don't always see things as they are. I see things as I am, always viewing the world through the oft-distorted lens of my beliefs and perspectives. I sometimes see what I hope and want to see, a reality that conforms to my various assumptions and conditioned way of looking at existence. Okay, maybe I'm confident that there is little distortion in claiming that a pot of water is boiling and ready for the pasta. But enter the political, cultural, or ethical realms, and the rabbit hole rapidly appears. All of this contributes to my sense of separateness rather than feeling interconnected. I watch my judgments arise and my othering kicks into high gear when I observe something negative that I want to label as bad or even evil. I've had enough practice shifting that, seeing my angry dad as a hurt child, for example, or a panhandler as someone suffering even though they may appear young and fit and capable of work, which their pleading sign is not asking for. Valerie Cower, a Sikh civil rights lawyer and activist, coined the term seeing no stranger, her form of revolutionary love. She says, quote, seeing no stranger begins in wonder. It is to look upon the face of anyone and choose to say, you are part of me I do not yet know. Wonder is the wellspring for love. Who we wonder about determines whose stories we hear and whose joy and pain we share. Those we grieve with, those we sit with and weep with are ultimately those we organize with and advocate for. End quote. I can consciously make that shift with an angry family member or the street-side mendicant vagrant, but it always requires the skillful use of my attention. There is a simple practice I often use in the woods. As I walk, I ask, where is my attention? Then allow various sensations to permeate my awareness. Next, I keep still as I direct my attention to one. Listening to the rain falling or the sound of the wind in the forest opens me into a different reality. I can focus upon what shimmers or what Basho, the famous Japanese meandering pilgrim poet of the Edo period, called a glimpse of the underglimmer. He was referring to an experience of the deeply real that is available everywhere once one peers beneath millennia of stereotypes and misleading images that imprison us so that we cannot truly see other people, diverse sentient beings, or even places. Today, I am noticing what draws my attention, all the sensations of life around me, from the cause of ravens playing in the wind to the crunch of my feet on the trail to the distant sound of water as I near a stream the tales written in the faces of those I pass while hiking, all the songs of creation that fill my senses with well-being and joy. I greatly favor the heuristic approach to living, enabling and letting one discover or learn something for themselves, a process good teachers naturally encourage. So I invite you to try for yourself my wake mnemonic. Walk. Attend to your attention. Where is it right now? as various sensations arise, then keep still with your awareness on one of them. Finally, energize. The final step is totally in the sense of a Star Trek transporter because you are indeed shifting to a different state of being with this simple practice. 
This walk, sense, pause never fails to invigorate, inspire, and infuse me with connectedness. My maternal grandfather was named in honor of St. Francis, and he embodied that saint's kindness and caring. That lover of all beings supposedly said, quote, It is no use walking anywhere to preach unless our walking is our preaching. Close quote. In my humble opinion, the quality of attention is one of our brain's greatest assets. Creative imagination, empathic reading of others' emotional states, and problem-solving are three of my other favorites, and each of these requires the skillful use of attention. That is how we really walk our talk. If I want to have a heart of gold, a term created by Shakespeare to describe Henry V by supporting character Pistol, to wit, a heart of gold, a lad of life, an imp of fame, of parents good, of fistmote valiant, I must better understand my attention, especially since it will be with me, hopefully, forever and a day. Again, thanks to the Bard for this sentiment described in As You Like It, a passionate declaration of how long Orlando will love Rosalind. Okay, things may get a bit dense going forward. Attention can be influenced in at least four ways that are instantly relatable. Distracted by interruptions, emotions, or stress. Divided, as when we multitask. Dispersed, commonly experienced as our monkey mind wanderings, time traveling between past memories and future tripping. Daydreaming and being self-preoccupied also disperse our attention. And our attention can be completely disrupted when we encounter any type of trauma, witnessing violence or injuring ourselves. Distracted, divided, dispersed, disrupted. Good to notice if any of these are operative and important to acknowledge my own addictive alters of attention. You know, those endless thought trains of money, sex, worrying that consistently steal our present. We can also think the qualities of our attention as a three-dimensional grid. It has either an inner or outer focus, is concentrated or diffuse, and is either observational or immersed. Survival makes our default outer, observational, and concentrated. Those berries are good to eat. The other ones make me sick. Getting a massage offers an example of inner focused, with diffuse attention from different body parts being stimulated while being immersed in the experience. Listening to live music is outer, concentrated and immersed. Trying to find a path in the woods would be outer, observational, and diffuse as our searching takes in the whole gestalt of the forest. You get the idea. Fun to play with. Disorderly attention deprives me in the midst of plenty as plans and hopes and fears suck my energy and focus. Being conscious of my attention allows me to shift the colors of the moment, like firelight in a cave, bringing awareness to my current state of being or doing. Clearly knowing what mode I am in allows me to really focus on whatever serves the present moment. Where is your attention? Is it creating separateness or connectedness? Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.